And if you know like I know, you gotta put a step on this A couple buddies died on it, why the fuck you think my trap phone switch? We selling those out the old, make track life every day And if your ass is a fuck, boy, you can get that fuck nigga pro-rate As long as I got my fire, just know that it's trap or die. Just know that we never collide. Just know I'm a trap all night. Mmm, gotta be in my As long as I got. Tell me, do you want it, baby? All I know is the streets. Yeah, you know I live a thug life. And don't be waiting up for me, cause baby, I'ma be all night. And if you know, like I know, you gotta put a step on this. A couple buddies died, don't know why the fuck you think my trap phone switch. We selling those out the old, they trap life every day. And if your ass is a fuck boy, you can get that fuck nigga pro-rate As long as I got my fire Just know that it's trap or die Just know that we never throw lie Just know I'm a trap or Big body, extended clip in it Told my nigga boom, man, I swear that we the business you and your kidneys, baby I got a pocket full of hundreds Pocket full of fifties Yeah, we got that weight now Ain't talking plenty of fitness Tryna see some million, baby Got a beam on the party Beam on top of the beer Don't need problems, baby Tell me they want it, baby Tell me they want it, baby All I know is the streets Yeah, you know I live that thug On the hustle, traffic and traveling, waving, nigga. I should get a paddling. Use the money, your family trying so hard to balance it. Nigga, my life a movie. What the fuck is my cameraman? I'm fresher than a mannequin. Tighten up, that what freaky told me. Don't let the devil get to your soul. What the priest told me. Counting money, you cut the smoking lot, lot of speakers blowing. Young nigga took a plea. You are back on the bench with Bubba and Pink. That was Trap Hamilton with Trapper Die. What's going on, Pink? Not much, man. Just enjoying my week. Yeah, man. Uh, you're on the bench with Bubba and Pink, home of sports, music, and mayhem. Uh, and we got a lot of mayhem today, man. And, uh, you know, we're getting together some technical issues. We, we're looking to expand and grow the show, man. Get us some yeah. get us some different looks, man. So we're be on learning. the lookout for that, man, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, man, we learned. Hey, I should have bought some notepad and written some shit down. Because <laughs> it's just going in one ear and not the other, right? Nah, it's kind of staying a little bit. It's but, sticking you know, a little bit. Yeah. No we, detailed <laughs> note-taking, though. Yeah, man. So we got a lot to talk about today, man. So much going on in sports and entertainment. Of course, that's what we're about. Uh, just make sure if you catch this live video that you that you like and subscribe. Um, and we are everywhere on all podcast streaming platforms as well. Um, you got you got the uh, Miami Dolphins ex coach suing the league. 
So in the NFL, you have Rihanna getting on pregnant. First day of Black History. Man. First day of Black History, man. He's still in the NFL, man. Yeah. Uh, 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 shout out to to Brian Flores for that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got this NBA All Star game coming up, uh, and for Black History Month, uh, we're going to just tackle a topic every every week here. Um, and today we have uh, a perk coming in. He's a hood philosopher, is what I like to call him. And we're going to talk philosophy. about how America has profited off of black labor. We're going to get into some of that. And shout out to True Handed, too. He's going to call in. Uh, he has a good, you know, apparel company uh, here locally. Um, but is he bringing samples? It's globally as well. He does have some uh, some shirts for us. He asked for your size and my size. Would you, I hope you didn't tell him large <laughs> or medium. We'll, we'll, we'll ask him when we get him on the phone, I'm man. I'm all Make about sure XL. XL. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Sure, the ladies like ladies like it. T-shirts and condoms. <laughs> Speaking of ladies, man, I have a mini story for you, Pink. A mini story. The craziest things happen to me, you know, and that's <laughs> what's funny about my stories and my mini stories are is that people can confirm it. It's not like I'm making this stuff up. Every story, a person is there and can verify this. Th- these things are happening to me. Yeah. So, I I went out. This is several a couple of months ago. I went out. And um, I went out to a club. It was a, a older club, right? So, r- really, it was 30 and up. You had to be 30 and up to enter the club. But really, only 40 and 50-year-olds are there. Is that a, is that <laughs> so a rooftop? You go, you go 30 and up, you kind of eliminate the 30s. Right to 40. <laughs> yeah, man, because the 30s people, they still want to be young, so they're in the younger spots. And they're not where they're supposed to be. They haven't come to grips with the they fact haven't that come they're to now g- part of that older crowd. <laughs> Not yet, man. Not yet. So I'm in here. Cougar hunting? No, no. I, I'm actually just out with my, my, my boys. I have a couple of friends that are older than me by, you know, five or six years. I, I like to hang out. I have an old soul, man. <clears throat> so I'm out support supporting <laughs> them in their endeavors. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and you have to dress up. So, you know, I, I, I'm looking good, man. You know, I, you know, I'm looking good. Dressed up and everything. Now. It's a point to the story. Can anybody verify that? <laughs> I'm standing. It's at a rooftop, so I'm standing at a table, right? Standing at a table. My boy's on the other side. I'm standing at the table. And this lady, she reaches out and she taps me, right? She reaches out and she taps me. From the behind or the front? From the side. Side. Because the tables are like, yeah. Okay. The tables are like a U, like a U shape or whatever. But, um, And she taps me and... um. You know, I, I, we, I'm just vibing, listening to music. I know they're sitting there. I see them. There's like two ladies at a table, you know, whatever. But I wasn't going to approach them or anything. Yeah. And I guess four or five, six songs in, she sees that I'm not going to approach them or anything, you know. <laughs> Something's going to happen. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing about an older club, you know, the, you know, they'll tell you that the ladies, man, they're, they're a little more aggressive as they age. You know what I'm saying? Clock's it's... ticking. <laughs> Clock's ticking, man. So she taps me on the shoulder. She says, this is I can't make this up, man. She taps me on the shoulder. She says, "You eat ass, don't you?" <laughs> she says, "You are a ass eater. You eat ass. I know it." I said, <laughs> "I said, excuse me, ma'am." Acting like you don't. <laughs> That's clever. I said, "You have quite the keen eye." <laughs> But my point to the story is more women should approach men because you can't miss. It's like it, yeah. there's nothing you can say to, that'll turn a, a guy off or that'll make him feel offended or anything. You know what I mean? It's but 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 I can't 
I you turn the tables around, I can't do that. Yeah. Like she didn't say, Hey, hello, can I buy you a drink? She didn't say any of that. The very first thing out of her mouth was, You eat ass, don't you? you I can't you can't turn that you can't I can't walk up to a girl and say, You you suck dick, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> you look like a good dick suck. You can't you you, you can't do that. No, I'll sir. I'll get arrested. No, sir, but I eat ass. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies can say anything. More ladies should approach men when you're out. This this lady is a hero to your community. Yeah, to your man. gender. Yeah, man. Did she look okay? Yeah, you know. How did her ass taste? <laughs> That's a good one. Man. That's a good one. Once again, y'all on the bench with Bubba and Pink on sports music and mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> There's some mayhem going down in Miami, man. What did you, did you ever ask her? What was the giveaway? As far as you no, no, no. <laughs> I want to find this lady. I think it, literally, I think that's if her. If you're out there, man, and you <laughs> you recognize Bubba and his ass eating from the show, please reach out to us. I have some questions. You want to know, like, just yeah. what 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 was the giveaway? Yeah, yeah. My my thing is, I literally, I think that's that's her line. That's a pickup line. To all, all the guys. Just Yeah. I just think that's just a pickup line. To break the ice, get it going, <laughs> get the, the conversation right. going. <laughs> that's just her line. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't have a line like that. You know, I have to say, oh, you dropped something. What did I drop? You dropped my heart. Or, you know, something <laughs> corny like that. I wish I could come up with a did you eat ass line. Or, <laughs> that is. That is. You know, so. Gen- gender envy. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> uh, you know. But as I stated, man. There's some crazy stuff going on in Miami. Well, it's not even in Miami. It's at the league office now. It's at the league office now, man. Yeah, so Brian Flores, who was fired uh, after two winning seasons, and those are the first two consecutive winning seasons for the Dolphins since, I think, 2002-2003. Correct. Um, so by any on-field measure, he was succeeding. Uh, and we talked about this before. The team started very poorly this year. They didn't give up on him. They kept fighting. They got to a 500 record at nine and eight, uh, plus 500 record, and then he's fired. And the way this coaching cycle is gone, the only active black head coach in the league is Mike Tomlin. Yeah. And there's not necessarily even a strong indication that any of the remaining opens, and I believe there's four or five, are going to go to a minority coach. So- yeah, and, and here's the thing. So he he is the um, it's supposedly said that he's the leading candidate for the Houston uh, Texans. If anything, he's a finalist for sure. He's, he's a he's a uh, final of three uh, coaching candidates. But the Houston Texans have been a dumpster fire. They have their 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 you know um, quarterback of the future, if you will, Deshaun Watson is is he wants out. He's going to get out. Not only that, he's he's fondling therapists all over the place. So that's not the ideal, attractive job. Well, and, but, and but they they hired David Cowley, a, a a black coach. Yeah. He you know he did not have a great record, but he didn't have Deshaun Watson. They went four and twelve with Deshaun Watson the year before. He goes there without him. They go four and thirteen, but by most accounts played harder. They didn't have J.J. Watt either. There's a yeah. young team without a lot of talent. I mean, arguably one of the two or three worst rosters in the league. Yeah. And he gets run out of in town year one. in year one. In year one. And if you look at the, 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 the NFL record of hiring minority coaches, number one, they don't do it often. Number two, on the occasions that they do it, there's a very short leash for, for any success. There's been... 
a couple of black head coaches fired with winning records, including Brian Flores over the last two seasons. Right. And um, then getting once you've been fired, getting a second opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL is extremely rare. Uh, the league implemented several years ago, and it's gone through several um, reinventions or modifications, the Rooney Rule, which basically requires teams to interview a minority candidate for these positions. And the reality of uh, the practice of this is it's become a pointless formality. It's a piece of shit. And that's, that's at is. the core of what Brian Flores is claiming. Yeah, that, yeah, it is. A couple of years ago, he, he had an interview with the Denver Broncos, um, the Broncos head guys, including John Elway, were an hour late. They appeared disheveled and hungover and vaguely interested during the interview. And then the bombshell, as it were, that, that's really the crux of this case, he was going to be interviewing and did interview for the Giants job. A day or two before he was to interview, he gets a text message from Bill Belichick, who he worked for, saying, essentially, congratulations, Brian. Belichick, to be believed, is if you know, a text the wrong Brian, and quickly says, "My bad, I was meaning to text Brian Dable, who also worked for him and who was hired in the job." But at that point, it wasn't public knowledge. And a day or two later, Flores goes through with the interview, knowing that at this point he's got no chance to be hired. The interview is a sham, and this is what he's claiming. And it's one thousand percent. Correct. And the, and what's going to happen is, so how do you fix it, right? That's that's what we're going to, that's, that's really where this conversation goes to. But there's so much to unpack with what Flores is saying. I mean, the the his, the his documents that he has submitted, I mean, it's just, it's, he has, it's very well thought out. It's very well put together. I mean, he's going at them hard. He has hardcore evidence. And now what he's doing is he's asking other black coaches to come on the ride with him. Uh, so so they can further, further uncover what's going on in these so-called interviews that these black head coaches are getting. And here's the thing. And, and I, I, you know, did not know a lot about Brian Flores. I, yeah. I, I was pretty impressed with what he did with a pretty bad Dolphins team. But but here's the situation. This guy is a relatively young guy with head coaching experience. He in filing this lawsuit in. in high likelihood will never coach in the NFL again. So he's doing this at great personal harm to his career. This is a display of courage. He's also today went on several interviews, yeah. spoke candidly about these issues. He um, he's not a guy who hid or filed a complaint and is hiding behind his lawyers and letting them do the talking. He's stepped to the forefront he's out of in this, front, man. leading the way, and as you just said, imploring others to join him. There, yeah, there are similarities for what... People are drawing similarities from what him and the Kaepernick situation. Yeah. The main difference is uh, Flores is out in front of this, and he's he, he's not appearing to go away. Well, Ka Cap was out in front, but and there, there's, a a critical, way, there's a critical distinction. And, and at the end of the day, both men, and let's not confuse this, are displaying a tremendous amount of personal courage oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, in, sure. in, you know, in the face of losing their career. Um, but, but the difference is Kaepernick was using the platform of football to appeal to, to wider, broader social justice, yeah. mistreatment by law enforcement of people of color. Flores, it's narrower 
but it's the same wheelhouse. It's, it's the same wheelhouse. It is, this yeah. is the game that I love. This is the craft that I've worked on. And you guys have mucked this up with your racist behavior. Yeah. And, and I am going to step forward with theoretically plenty of coaching in front of me. Now, I'm not at the end of my career. I'm, you know, uh, and it has been. It's, I mean, and whatever. I mean, it's not Tony Dungy doing it. Yeah. Who, who's you know in broadcasting and retired. This is a guy that should be entering the peak years of his coaching career, doing it now. That makes that makes a huge difference, man. And did you see the what? What also what he released on the Dolphins owner Ross, who who told him. I will pay you $100,000 for each loss. To in, lose games. In his, in his first year. Pick. Correct. Yeah, yeah. In his yeah. first year with the Dolphins, Flores' first year with the Dolphins, apparently, the owners <laughs> said, yo, I'll give you $100,000 just for every game that you lose. Now, he didn't do that. He Instead, he, he went against the owner's <laughs> wishes and won as many games as he possibly could. But guess what? If he would have went 0-whatever for a higher draft pick, he would have been out of there that next season because he didn't win enough games. That's probably the truth. That's yeah. so that's a <laughs> yeah. fucking – it's a word. And um, it was another coach um, today, a black coach who came on ESPN, who was saying that he also received that. He, he you know, the uh, owner, you, It was Hugh Jackson, I believe. Yeah, Hugh Jackson. Who was in uh, Cincinnati, the Bengals. Yeah, yeah, who said he, he, he also uh, – the owner also asked him to lose more games for a higher draft picks as well. I would say this. So, I'm, shady I'm, game, not, I'm not a big Hugh Jackson fan. I, he was on uh, the the uh, ESPN or not the HBO show. Um, oh, Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. Yeah. <clears throat> he, he didn't seem very good. Yeah. I, I just was not. He did not impress me as a person, as a coach or a leader. He 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 um he he his run ran stale in Cincinnati, um, but I mean just just to Flores right so. What also I like about it is towards the end, he uh, gave some um, some action items to, to, to what he believes can fix the problem, right? So he's not just raising the issue. He's also saying, okay, hey, these are – it's not perfect, but these are some things I would do to implement and, and change, what, right? what did he suggest? I so didn't catch all that. The, the, the one thing and the only thing that I can – I that was really working stood out, day job. <laughs> that stood out to me was um, – having the players have an input in uh, coaching, in the coaches, right, and uh, what coaches are, are, are hired. I think that is good. I do think that is really good. Um, I, I I would like to hear the players speak out more. I'm 50-50 on that because NBA and NFL is very different in the sense of the NFL, these players are on non-guaranteed contracts. Right. Um you know, they the, the injury rate is higher. Injury rate is higher. These guys, they they want their money and they just want to work and go home. You know what I mean? A lot of those guys. Yeah, there's very few. By comparison, there there's smaller roster in basketball, and better basketball players are more critical to success. Be the nature of the game. Ten people on the floor, one great player playing both ends has a greater influence over everything. Yeah, because even <coughs> even the quarterback, I mean, even the quarterback, there are maybe 10 quarterbacks that can stand out in front of an issue and not have anything to worry about. You know what I mean? I'd say five or six. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, again, I, I personally feel that if just positionally – Quarterback in the NFL is the hardest, most difficult individual position in sports. Yeah. It's what you have to do, how you have to do it, um, and the the incumbent leadership and, and gravity of that position 
is the the most difficult in sports. Yeah, it is. It is. And yet and still, you know, I don't know, a guy, <laughs> whatever, a guy like Josh McCown or whatever. Uh, I don't even think Lamar Jackson would be stable. If Lamar Jackson comes out and stands on a on a ledge and be and be the first player to say, hey, if you don't hire a black coach here, I'm not playing. They may say, well, Lamar, you can uh, go to the XFL <laughs> exactly, or something. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, and Lamar right. is that franchise. He is the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but yeah. I don't think he, he, he withstands that. No. I mean, you know, I, I mean, honestly, we just lost one in Tom Brady. Um, Aaron Rodgers has worked himself into a very strange position, but he's he's presented as a, I don't, you know, zero fucks given. In, anyhow, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, you know, maybe Mahomes. Yeah, He's yeah, kind of yeah. Mahomes into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of reaching his his peak, and, but a, again, a, a lot of the other guys who who even have some promise, like a Josh Allen, they haven't elevated their voice yet, really in any capacity. anything. Yeah, they're just playing, you know. And, and granted, those guys like him, uh, Joe Burrow, um, the kind of the young wave, the guy A Bear down out in San Diego or Los Angeles now. They're they're younger. They're kind of making their way. Lamar's in that like he's got an MVP. He's had very modest playoff success. Yeah. He, he you know and people still on some level doubt him as a long term guy. Yeah, uh, they me recognize too. the talent, <laughs> but but you know the way that he plays is he going to age gracefully? That's a huge question. It's a, it's it's a humongous question. Now, going forward. I I don't see a pathway to hiring more head black more black head coaches. I I don't see a real pathway. I think the Rooney Rule is a crock of shit. I always did. You can't force somebody to interview. It's 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 like okay, you come up with this rule to say you have to interview a minority or a black uh, person before you make your real hiring decision. Of course, they're just going to if you're forcing me to do this, I am going to show you even more how much power I have just by showing up drunk to the interview, not right. giving a damn an hour late. Yeah. And then I'll hire my real guy. Two weeks ago, yeah, you know it's I mean? it's just it's a it's a box to check. You you, you can't you can't force <laughs> an owner who has preconceived notions, who has who was who, who is in a family probably uh, you know of, of you know sustained racism and stuff like that in their families. You 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 can't expect them to uh, you know these 60, 70, 80 year old men, billionaires, to fucking change their their their, their mind because it's a mindset. It's it's, it's not a you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a mindset. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, I mean, you have to wait till they die off. I mean, I guess. <laughs> you I do, guess you do. You do. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's it. There's a real part of that because, you know, the, the, hopefully in in a younger generation of people, you know, I mean, in a low key part of the story, there has been a couple appointments of black general managers in yeah. the, in the last couple of weeks. There, there are. I think there are three or four total in the league now yeah but the, the i the, think there was like two hires in the last week or so yeah there were there but were. The, the way it's 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 something unfortunately and 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 it, it there has to be almost like a seeping of this where i i also think the important thing too is if you look at, at high level finance and buying teams if if you can get a black owner in the league that's a start it's an important step. It's not good to have 32 white owners. That's only going to mean one thing. You need diversity of ownership. And that's a huge task because that speaks to every issue of systemic racism and, and, and financial disenfranchisement. I, I, 
1000% agree and I'm not going against that point you we definitely do but there would be a lot of pressure on that black owner uh, I don't know if you ever seen the movie um it had Snoop Dogg Kevin Hart well basically they they had a black airline it was the first yeah, yeah. black owned airline it was a bad movie <laughs> but the point of the pressure of <laughs> that was on you know the pilot Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart the the the, the whatever the plane manager because it it, it you know Black people want to, you know, I guess on the on the plane they want to party, they want to do this, they want to do that, they want to have sex in the bathroom. So, <laughs> on, on the, uh, as far as the NFL team, you you you, if you're a black owner, you're gonna feel. I feel like there will be pressure to hire a black GM, a black coach, a right, black right. quarterback, uh, this and that. Then what if things go bad? It's like okay, well. Is that proof for the other thirty-one white owners that a black coach can't do this or black GM can't do right. this? Right, and 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 again, and, and and diversity of ownership is the key. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not one, not just or one. Two. But <laughs> yeah, you're right. Whoever's the first, I mean, that's why you know, like like when Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in baseball. I mean, he was he was so very great. deliberately picked. Because he had attributes and a mentality yeah. that, that he wasn't made the it. first. He wasn't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, but yeah. but like you know, he he was a guy that they felt could could withstand the pressures. You're I'm sorry, not, to. I don't want to say the first. He wasn't the only right black baseball player at that time that was playing good baseball. Right. But like you said, they chose him because of all of the the the, the you know ancillary things there. Yeah, I mean, there were better players in the Negro leagues than Jackie Robinson. It just was a situation that that. Age-wise, mentality-wise, experience-wise, he was the guy they felt could best handle those pressures yeah. without being broken by it. Exactly. And it's a real thing. But, and, I mean, again, we say ownership because it's the most important in these decisions. But, I mean, there is value in GMs, in front office people, um, you know, and then obviously the coaches. And, and there, there is, you know, and, and I would have to say this. I mean, if we go back 15 years, if we go back 20 or 25 years, the amount of assistant coaches – was for, that were black were way lower. So I mean, we're, we've and it's it's painful to say this because it's not happening fast enough and it's not fair. But there is at this moment a thick body of of qualified head coaching candidates mm. that are black. Yeah, it's you know like the 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 suppression of coaches. It's not. It hasn't been complete as it may have been 15 or 20 years ago, where you have your Eric B. Enemies, your left, which I mean, a lot of the Aryan staff and coordinators were African American coaches with the Bucks. Um, you know, Eric B. Enemies, a guy Flores worked under Belichick. These guys have the resumes to deserve these jobs. So that part of it is kind of worked its way to some level of progress. Well, it's like keeping them. At a at a bay, you know, gives, you, you can be a, a ceiling. Yeah, 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 yeah. It gives you a ceiling. You can be a coordinator, but you can't be you can't be this. I mean, I you know, it's, it goes back to my time. I had a job where they would not allow me to be the manager, but I could be a team lead all day. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's it's fucking you know well, crazy. But it's, it's also the same thing you see on the field of quarterback. Yeah. I mean, there was a period of time when yeah, you just couldn't was, be. Oh, we'll, we'll play with wide receiver, or you want to be a cornerback, whatever. Yeah. I mean, eventually, there was a transition there, and now you look at the position, and there's you know there's a a, a, a lot of quality black players at that position, and and it's continuing through the the college and the high school ranks. Yeah. I mean, we can hope, and and I I just think numbers. It eventually the old white fuckers are going to die off. And, and and you've got a, a league that's seventy percent black, and that's not changing. Yeah. And eventually, it, it'll it'll kind of come through on that end. But why do qualified people have to wait? Why do careers have to be sacrificed 
to do this? And, and the, I mean, the, the basic answer is racism. Yeah. You know, the, and, and it's and it's alive and it exists and it's a crippling cancer in our society. It's unacceptable. And, you know, credit to Brian Flores for taking this head on. And and I wish him nothing but the best success. I wish him that, you know, that, that somebody's, you know, that he gets paid and that he wins and, and the league feels enough pressure um, and have adverse court decisions that they, they feel they have to be more aggressive in, in literally pushing. Now, you can't tell me that the commissioner, Goodell, if he wanted to push a team to do something, that they wouldn't do it. I don't know, man. I think he has at certain time. He's picked his time. He's picked his pockets. Like, like you, uh, the sent the overall sentiment is that he's not going to receive another head coaching job. I'm not so sure of that. The, well, uh, the, a tricky oh, thing would say, be the is other, the other thing that you could have. Yeah. The other pathway is you have an owner, and I don't know who the hell that would be because the NFL owners seem pretty bland. But you have an owner who just says, "Fuck it, I'm going to hire him." Yeah. He was good with the Dolphins. I want to win more games, more than this, and I'm going to take the heat. No, I, I, I well, yes, that could very well happen, but <coughs> I'm not talking about from that standpoint. Yeah. I think a owner, he, I think Roger Goodell could coax a owner into hiring Brian Flores to shut him up and and throw this under the rug. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's, yeah. let's 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 hire him because he's the he's the man in charge of this viewpoint, and he's the man that's suing the NFL, and he has a lot of fucking evidence, and he's trying right. to grab o- other black coaches to, to join yeah. this movement. Let's hurry up and give this man a job well, I actually, so he can go I, away. I, I I don't think it'll happen that way. I think if they assert the pressure, it'll be more of a roundabout way. And what he would do is he would. He would press organizations to hire other black coaches. So by the time Flores' lawsuit is reaching like some sort of decision level, instead of Mike Tomlin and 31 white guys, There's it'll like be five. Like, like five, six, seven. Yeah. And then like all of a sudden, well, publicly, like, oh, the last couple of hires we saw was, oh, the enemy got a job, yeah. Leftwich got a job. And then it kind of undercuts it in that way. That'd be yeah. a far more insidious way to do it. But that's yeah, that's what I, I can see. Yeah, I can see that. Rather than going to him, yeah, and say, I see like, what you're whatever. saying. But but and, and in that five to six, you're saying you're saying still xing him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 because I think I mean that the, would be cold. That the, would be the, cold. The tactic would be yeah. to undercut him. No, yeah, with these yeah, other yeah, hires, yeah. and then you again. If I mean, I don't know. I'm a lawyer, I guess. But you would you would attack him. You would you, that that narrative that he was talking about, where like he was deemed difficult to work yeah. with. Yeah. Then you just hammer. Him the that. living hell out of that. Yeah. He's the problem. He's that you know. Yeah. He's a jerk to work for. Yeah. Oh, look at these other guys. By the way, like our <laughs> not what you think it is. That no. would be a shrewd operator. I can I see mean, that now. We're it, the damn cookout here. <laughs> I can see that, man. Yeah, no, that's some good shit. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, man. Let's uh let's take a quick break here, um, and we'll come back with our guy True. Um, you are on the bench with Bubba and Pink. Home of sports, music, and mayhem. Uh, I'm going to play some smoke. Heavy on the sports light on the mayhem so far. Yeah, man. Well, we had a little mayhem <laughs> in the beginning. I did. I, yeah, you know what the lady? Did, yeah, 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 the lady asking me, man. That's I, I really stuff, wish man. you ate her ass, though. <laughs> Why would you wish that on me? Because it'd be funny. <laughs> Maybe I did. <laughs> <laughs> catch us on YouTube. Please like and subscribe. And catch us on all other podcast streaming platforms. We'll be right back. Bubble your ass. <laughs> I always thought yeah. with the Kaepernick. 
Uh, look. Remember I wanted that AP flooded Fresh off a sack that I served by the nuggets Just to go and get it and never touch it Should've busted down and gave half to my brother Auntie lost a baby daddy I ain't had shit to get to my cousin Avoid every person that think that I owe them some I don't owe them none Youngest nigga in the trap Right before I go to school You gotta hold this onion Even if I sell it, niggas telling So you gotta keep a nigga hold this money Rather stay home and chill with you Shit, you know I ain't going if the hoes ain't coming I got a daughter and I got a mother They count on me, I had to show them some Hard times ain't hard times It ain't none to me, I blow this money You ain't got a sweet talk me, baby Soon as the Hennessy come, I'ma throw this money One of the baddest bitches I knew Grabbed the pole and sold the soul for this money She ain't even fuck with a nigga like that Now she one of my hoes because of this money See, I was paying and she was getting paid Stories we never told because of this money AP flood, pineapple fanta Drop it in the lean, call that mug This what it is, nigga, fuck what it was Plates going for the two and they call that love So no, nah, nigga, ain't no eight for the dub It is what it is, nigga, fuck what it was I just bust a pack and gave hat of my cub Before that, he was getting it out the mud He just tied up his boots I just tied the tie to my suit I wish I was lying but I'm telling the truth When you're back against the wall ain't no telling you a dude Then I went to the office and met with some kids And told them reasons they should stay in school They be like damn bro, damn bro Spent all the money taking care of a child that really wasn't his Shit turned my heart cold, my heart cold Knowing that I can't get a day's time back from them first 18 years All the rats that I came by I could've got an AP and hit it with the flood Lost his mother, he was 13, ever since then, we beginning out the Everything that I got, we gon' bust down Me and you, we a team, not touchdown Like, damn, bro, damn, bro They wanna stay in school, but the money too good these young niggas bucking, niggas trying to bring home the bacon. How you gonna settle for soda and nuggets? Okay, you came home with that degree, now what? That's only part of the discussion. Thank God for the rental cars, we get pulled over with the fire, we gonna tuck it. In the palace with a business woman, no budget. Never seen a gun in real life, but she liked the way Jasmine Torres busted. Just to think a couple years ago, I was out here struggling. One more toast for the business deals and all the indictments. My young niggas ducking, nigga, fuck it. I just counted up a hundred, can't trust nobody Had big dreams for Calvin and time, but ain't no more time, man, the folks got him Just a year ago, we was talking about Gino and how he got hit, took the soul out of him Couldn't even retaliate, Ken told me to get out the car, go back to school, you a fucking role model Fuck my cousin up, he said it was ride or die, and now he saying he never rolled about him Now we crushing up perks in the Hennessy to ease the pain, take over my whole body Saw a nigga die right in front of me years ago, and I ain't never told about it Got it out the mud, got it out the mud They be like, damn, bro Damn, bro, spent all the money taking care of a child that really wasn't his. Shit turned my heart cold, my heart cold. Knowing that I can't get a day's time back from the first 18 years. All the rats that I came by, I could have got an AP and hit it with the flood. Lost his mother, he was 13. Ever since then, we beginning out of You are back on the bench with Bubba and Pink. That was uh, smoke without the mud. He say, man, you, 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 you've been. Uh, what he said, taking care of these kids all these years, but the kid wasn't yours, man. That's that's deep, man. I couldn't do it. It's deep. It's tragic. It's very tragic. Yeah. I couldn't do it, man. But uh, you are also on the bench with True, with Royal 13 brand. Is that correct, the apparel company that you have? Yes, yeah, sir. Royal 13 the brand. If you're looking for the website, it's royal13thebrand.com. Royal thirteen the brand dot com now now true now you are a uh, very sharp dressing person man we're gonna show you the picture is gonna be on the edited version man do are you going to expand to I know you have you have your shirts you have other uh, apparel items too but what about the people want to dress saucy like you man where are you gonna put out some vests and I mean, some suits and I mean sometimes they can't be like me but you know eventually I will get something on the on the line like that. But as far as right now, we got, what, T-shirts, we got hats, we have long sleeve T-shirts, we have hoodies, we have sweatpants, 
We have um also girl crop tops on there. Okay, nothing okay. wrong with a crop top as long as the body fits. Yeah, so I had to do something <laughs> for the ladies because everybody keeps bugging me about it, even though I made the brand just for the host. But you know, <laughs> hey, their money spends too. <laughs> I know. Oh, trust me, I know. They do the most online shopping. That's why I was like, "Fuck it, I gotta do it." Gotta tap into this market. Now, th- exactly. So many people have these um, apparel companies now. Do you feel like there's like competition or? Or you just you know you're just in your lane and trying to, you know what I mean? Get get busy with your with I your mean, product. I mean, as far as competition, I'm not really competing with anybody but myself. I wanted to be able to come up with something, a brand for myself. Like I know I like wearing t-shirts. Sometimes I like to you know throw a blazer over the t-shirt, but I want everything like classic and original. So it's never been a competition. I understand like. This is one of the most competitive markets like in the world right now, especially once the pandemic happened. So no. Okay, okay. Now you say you're a basketball guy. You you still a Laker guy or what 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 are you? You know I'm a Laker guy, bro. I'm always a Laker guy. Even though I never really cared about LeBron or anything like that. But you know, I still gotta rock with my team. Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bean, everything. Oh yeah, man. You know, we 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 everybody's a Kobe guy, man, or at least they should be. The current Boy, everybody's the, not a Kobe guy. You're not a Kobe guy. So. <laughs> the, current, yeah. the current iteration of the Lakers is sort of like a chopper crash, though. Oh, no, it's horrible right now. <laughs> yeah. It's horrible right now. You don't want to talk to in terms of the Lakers. Like, that's one of those things everybody has to. I can still appreciate everything that you've done, everything that LeBron has done since he has got to the Lakers. He's still got the money. Right? Yeah, he got him a COVID ring. I guess it counts. He got him a ring. That's I guess it counts. Yeah, man. So he, who you think he's going to pick in this All Star game? He's because right now he's he's still leading the uh, the, the 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 West in voting. Uh, he just overtook Curry. They, they already picked the team. No, no, huh? no, no. They picked the. Um, they picked like who's going to be an all star, right? No, I but thought they picked the starters. They picked oh, the starters. Okay. So they, they haven't the picked the caps. Yeah. Well, it, they picked the caps, but they haven't actually picked like the actual rosters. Yeah, I think the rosters go tomorrow. Tomorrow, the reserves the, are named, and then I think what they're they're still doing some sort of draft. Yeah, they the, still do the draft. This would be like the third or fourth year of the draft, right? So I think LeBron yeah. at LeBron has been the captain. I think I think every year since they've been doing the draft. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty much. Yeah, and yeah. I think like every time he's picked like the top, like, three players. I think this year he's probably going to pick Steph. You say you think he's going to pick Steph? Yeah, because I remember, like, what, was it last year that he picked um, Kyrie for his PG? He did pick Kyrie. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah. So, so this year he's going to go ahead and go with Steph. I uh, think he's going with Steph. Yeah, what about my guy in B, man? Um, I'm, Hey, I'm so sorry to tell you, bro. But... <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's really looking for them. Well, I guarantee you he's going to be a top five pick because he's the best pick man in the league right now. I'll take that, man. At least, yeah, at least so. give me that over Jokic. No, yeah, no, no. <laughs> nah. Over, like, EB has Jokic by a long shot. So. They they have Wiggins as an all-star starter in the West. Yeah. I know. That, that is you? crazy. It did surprise me. Is that because of injuries? That's I mean, they, they have him as a forward. There was apparently like a voting, uh, like some somebody. That's the fan voting. 
Yeah, the fan voting. And They're making her ride hard pseudo, for people. Pseudo celebrity or influencer sort of champion yeah. getting Wiggins into the starting five. Why would they? So do that? you have to you have to think about like Dub Nation. They're gonna ride for everybody who's actually like healthy. So you haven't had Clay Thompson there, right, for most of the year. Yeah, and Draymond's you haven't been had, hurt of late. Draymond, he's been hurt. So it's like Dub Nation's been going hard for their team. So that's the only reason. Like he's been doing good or decent. He's actually had a couple terrific winning. games since he was named yeah. All Star. Yeah, yeah, this probably yeah. Best that gave season. him like a boost of confidence, though. Like the first <laughs> couple games after he was he was named a starter, he was terrific. Well, shit, we need to give Tobias the All Star selection. Boost them. <laughs> yeah. but, there, uh, there, yeah. there is it is a validating thing, and yeah. I, I remember I remember like a, a watching boxing a long time ago. One of the commentators was saying that you know once you become the champion, you become twenty five percent better because you believe and other people believe. Yeah, it gives, you, it gives you an aura, and people yeah. just look at you different. And I think I really felt that. I did watch the first Warriors game after they made that announcement, and he he was great. Now, to be honest, I watch a lot of the Warriors, and uh-huh. I, I like what he brings, but he doesn't stand out every game. Right? He exactly. He does where it. he quietly does his thing, and other guys are jumping off the screen. But like the last two three games since that. He's jumped off the screen. I think he's really feeling himself and feeling great. Yeah. Look, and that's why I say when it comes to, like, fan voting. Like, you have Warrior Nation, like, voting for their guys to get on, right? But if you look on, like, ESPN, like, the highlights that are coming from the Warriors is either uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson coming back, and then what's the name? Gary Payton Jr. or something like that? Yeah, Gary Payton yeah, Jr. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's him highlight. So those are the highlights on ESPN. So it's like you know that is like yeah, those fan voting voting for all those people. Not saying that he had, like hasn't been playing great, but no, for sure, for sure, man. Yeah. Now, now, what what uh, team are you most afraid of in these in, in, coming up in the playoffs, or are you just afraid of everybody? If you're a Laker, if you're a Laker, well, from a Laker, fan. yeah, from <laughs> from a Laker fan's perspective, you should be hiding in a Laker closet. Fan? Yeah. yeah, bro, I'm not, I'm not hiding. Oh, <laughs> I love my fucking Lakers, but I also realize, like, hey, we're not gonna be as great with Westbrook playing the P, the point guard position. You was hyped when you first got him. No, I was never hyped when I first got him. <laughs> I never like. I thought he was good, like in OKC when he had a team by himself, but now he's playing with you know other superstars. So it's like he has to learn to slow down and be a point guard. Like he has never been able to do that. And you can't or teach like, your old dog new tricks. Exactly. Did you see so, that clip of uh, Shaq sitting sideline yeah, yeah. at the game and he, yeah. oh, he yeah. Westbrook, he's like, man, slow down. Yeah, slow slow your ass down. Like, yeah, he did like a response to that. Because I guess people thought they were beefing. And Shaq was like, no. I just told him like, oh, slow down. And it was like he did it in the next like couple of possessions, and, and, but, and, and it worked. But you're in like your what, whatever I don't know, 13th, 14th season, something yeah, like that. It hasn't figured that yeah. out yet. At the damn point guard position, that yeah. is nuts, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that is crazy. crazy. That really is crazy. But one thing you got to give it to, you got to give it to Russell because he comes with that same energy every game, and it's crazy. Like you said, what 13, 14 years in the league. 
Yeah, yeah, man. I don't know if shit. Probably more. Westbrook's been around for a while, man. I know. <laughs> he's been around for a while. Yeah, but still, like he still has that same energy. That's like that's one of the energy, like some type of energy that you would actually have, like when you were a younger team or when you're by yourself, but not when you're playing with, you know, LeBron James because LeBron James is ball dominant. No, that's everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, that's so, it's for like, sure, man. That's like the thing that I do that just slows that whole team down. What we're twenty three and twenty four. Yeah. They're, in the, they're, the they're struggling, but they're between that eighth, ninth, seventh, eighth, ninth seed. They're going to be they're in the play. They're going to be in the play. They're that's, going to be in that's the That's the reality yeah. they're looking at. And, yeah. And unless they pick it up a little bit, they're going to be in one of the you know a disfavored position in that play. Maybe the the nine or ten spot. Yeah, you definitely yeah, don't want to be trash. in the ten spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's trash. If it was the NFL, they'd be the wild card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess you could say that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, well, they got to figure that shit out. AD constantly hurt. So you got a whole bunch of players on the team right now who we never heard of until AD went out. And LeBron James, he's out right now. No, exactly, man, exactly. True. What, what, what? Where can they catch your, uh, your, your Brandon, your um, apparel line again? You said Royal Apparel line. My apparel line is Royal Thirteen The Brand dot com. Okay. Okay. So Royal The Number Thirteen The Brand dot com. Yes, sir. Everything exactly. as well as on um, Facebook and Instagram. Pink wants to make sure that you have his size right, man. Extra large, man. Extra large. Extra large. She already told me, bro. All That's right, why I want to tell. So I'm like, yo, I can break you a shirt. I can yeah. bring him a shirt. That's it. I'm ready, man. I'm ready to represent. I got a bunch of stuff on online. I got you, bro. I already I ordered two shirts for you. Got it ready for y'all guys. So they'll be here within the next two days. So next time. Next show, Bubba, we'll have it on, man. Exactly. All yeah. right. We appreciate you, man. Thank you. All right. We'll get you yeah. back on here. All right, man. All right. Appreciate it. Y'all have a good rest of the night. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Once again, that was true with uh, Royal Brand. Royal 13. Brand. Royal 13. The, the brand. Brand. Dot com. There we go, man. There and social go. media platforms. So check it out. Get some gear. Yeah, man. Get saucy. <laughs> Pink, I think it's time, man. For what? I think it's time for Pink's reaction. Oh, my favorite segment. <laughs> now it we features me. We have <laughs> we we've had some name suggestions. Now we have <clears throat> um, we, we had one other that may work. Think Pink. Think Pink. Yeah, Think Pink. Yeah. But I think I still like Pink's reaction better. So <laughs> we're gonna keep going. <clears throat> if you have a better <clears throat> a better name. If you have a better name, you know what Fire I mean? Fire it away. Fire it away and let us know now. We went 90 seconds last time, but you never took all 90 seconds. So now we're going to break it down to a minute, 60 seconds. Oh, 60 seconds. Okay. You know, and we're going to roll through a few of the hottest topics, and you're going to give your reaction to it. Let me get my clock. If my clock ever can show up on my phone, I got all these dating apps. It's taking up all the space <laughs> on my goddamn phone. <laughs> Was it a productive week, week on the apps this week? Oh, it always is. Man. Oh, it good to hear. Is. Good to hear. All right. Are you ready? Of course. Okay. So. The world is reacting to Rihanna getting pregnant, man, for the first time with uh, 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 ASAP Rocky. Now, my question to you is, <laughs> <laughs> what is your reaction? But also, 
Have you what what is another celeb what is a celebrity that you have gotten hyped about them getting pregnant or married? None. Go. Would be the record. <laughs> I, I I don't care. Like like when somebody gets pregnant, okay. You know, unless they're related to me, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, you'd hope it it would it would happen eventually for Rihanna. I mean, I, when I when a celebrity gets pregnant, my gut reaction is, I hope they don't churn out another fucking weirdo. And so, as a what the baby? <laughs> yeah, I just hope the kid's like a normal person who enjoys their life and, and is a solid citizen. And I know, like like it's a unique situation, you know, being born to celebrity parents, growing up in that lifestyle. It's different, but we don't need any more Kardashians. We had our fill. Like, be something solid in life. So when somebody's pregnant, the concern is for the kid and that they have, like, a good thing. ASAP, Rocky, Rihanna, I don't know. Maybe Drake feels something I don't. (laughs) All right. All right, next. We're going to close the loop on this conversation here. Uh, once again, Brian Flores, the ex Miami Dolphins coach. Now, Jerry Jones has come out, the uh, owner of the Cowboys, and he uh, made a comment on all of the owners' behalf. He says, "I know that we can do better." Your reaction? So do I. They should do better. <laughs> I, it, it's talk is cheap. I mean, it, you you have to act in these situations. If the owners can do better, and they can, because what they're doing is deplorable. Mm-hmm. It's it's horrific. Um, you hire some of these qualified candidates. And we talked a little bit earlier in the segment about you know, how does this change or whatever. It changes when behavior changes. When some of these, you know, we could wait till these old white guys die or they could actually say, hey, let me hire some of these guys and see where it goes. And, and you know, give them the support that they need. Uh, don't hire in dead-end situations like Houston and some other other crap teams. But yeah, absolutely. Jerry's right. You could do better. And Jerry, why don't you start? Get the fat, incompetent white pig off your sideline <laughs> that can't do crap and, and hire somebody else. Because McCarthy's a bum. Yeah. I mean, he sucked in, in Green Bay. He sucked with the Cowboys. They're a laughing side. The Cowboys haven't been a well coached team since Jimmy Johnson left. Clock. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good, man. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right. So, of course, today was the. Second unofficial signing day, if you will. So they already have a um, top 25 of, uh, you know, signing. I'm sorry, ranking the top 25 recruiting classes so far after the after the second signing day. Yeah. All right? So I'm going to I'm going to uh, give you the top whatever 10 really quick. Yeah. And uh, have you react. So number one, they have Texas A&M. That's a surprise. No, it's not. Apparently they're spending money. Oh wow. That's that's bought and paid for. Hold on. That, your action doesn't come yet. Okay. <laughs> Alabama is number two. Georgia is number three. Ohio State number four. Texas number five. Texas Longhorns. Six is Penn State. Seven Notre Dame. Eight North Carolina. Nine Oklahoma. Ten Michigan. I went to ten just hoping I would see the Gators, but I did not. They're not. Uh the Hurricanes is thirteen. <clears throat> yeah. Let's see if I see Florida State or Florida. <coughs> Hold on. <clears throat> Florida State is number nineteen. Gators are twenty. Go. Okay, um, Texas A&M, apparently they've been splashing big cash through funneling NIL money, and that's why they got the top class. Mm. Um, they're paying more for players than other people are will, are will, and that's the situation. The next couple teams are all the traditional powers you'd like to see. I don't the, the one team that jumps out to me is North Carolina. They're, they did not have a good year. 
uh, Mac Jones is older than Jesus Christ, <laughs> and why do people want to go there? Maybe they're throwing some cash around. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they uncovered some stuff in Dean Smith's will or something. But um, no surprises. Um, but again, you're, you're the teams that are, are going to pay are going to be the teams that get the best recruits, and that's just the way of life in modern college football. All right, that is time. Now, I am trying to find this. Some of the dunk contest um, participants have been named. All righty. Yes. You have the guy from the Orlando Magic. Um, the guy. Uh, uh, Cole. Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony. Yeah. And I'm trying to find the others, man, but it's taking forever for me to find it. Do That's... you know the others? No, I don't. All right, hold on. Give me two seconds here. I know you have. <laughs> they only did the uh, the dunk contest so far. Um. Okay, you have Jalen Green, you have Obi Obi Toppin, you have Cole Anthony and Juan Toscano Anderson. I would have to click on this to see where he's even playing Golden nowadays. State. He's a rotation player for Golden State. Oh, good deal. He's a, he's athletic, bouncy guy. I like him. If if Jalen doesn't win this, it's ridiculous. For the Rockets, yeah, right? the rookie from the Rockets. I mean, he's he's a classic high flying guy, super super athletic. I, I'd be shocked if he doesn't win. Uh, no, no, no hope for the young hometown guy. No. The <laughs> <laughs> magic losing again. <laughs> if Aaron Gordon couldn't bring it home with what he did, Cole Anthony damn sure ain't. <laughs> um, and the last one. Last one we're going to go with here. All right. Shaq is betting 100000 that LaMelo will hit a half-court shot in the Rising Stars game. Do you watch the Rising Stars uh, All-Star? If I remember that it's on, I'll watch. Because it, it, it is kind of funny to just see how. I like when the better players are around each other. I like to see who kind of has an alpha mentality in those settings, who kind of just shrinks to the side and, and doesn't do a whole lot. It, to me, it's very revealing, so I like to watch it more as a character study than watching competitive basketball. But with that bet out there and the mindset of Melo, I think he hits a half-court shot. Okay, I lied. I have one more. I, uh, <laughs> I was trying to find it. I finally found it. Last one for real. Yes. I don't know if you saw this, but Whoopi Goldberg, Right, Whoopi Goldberg, from The View, right? Well, now, right? But <laughs> I'd known her from the movie. Missy <laughs> Pat. Okay, all right. Anyway, um, uh, she was suspended for for two weeks, uh, unpaid. Oh. Um, for her for her hope uh, comments. Cover, hope she can cover her bills. <laughs> She's fucking rich, rich. For her comments on uh, the Holocaust, she said something um, irresponsible, if you will. Uh, did you hear that comment? If not, I no. Can. Please tell me what she said about the Holocaust. Okay, so she she said the Holocaust wasn't about race, and was instead about man's inhuman in. Oh my gosh, I went to college, people. Inhumanity <laughs> to man. All right, um, but it is indeed about race. Oh, that's her apology. She's saying this now. She's saying that it is about race because Hitler and the Nazis considered Jews to be an inferior race. But originally, she said on the show live that the Holocaust wasn't about race; that instead it was about man's inhumanity to other men. All right. Then they suspended yeah. her, and then of course she had to come back and apologize. I, I don't think that that merits a suspension. It, you know, th there's. It, <sighs> For better or worse, when we typically talk about race in this country, we're talking about black and white. 
That's that's generally where that goes. And so if it's coming from that place, which I'm virtually certain it is, I, I don't find that to be a crazy offensive statement. Um, the treatment of the Jews um, with Hitler, you know, the Aryan nonsense, Nazi nonsense. I mean, it was fueled in part by religion, but I also do think that they viewed him in, in racial terms. And so it was probably an oversimplification on her part um, and also kind of in the contemporary context in this country of, of race being defined between black and white. But technically, yes, it was race and religion was what the Holocaust was about. Um, and it was, she wasn't wrong to say it was about, you know, inhumane treatment among humans a at all. I mean, because that's the thing. Even when you, like, what the Nazis... Uh, <laughs> I was gonna go, go ahead, and, finish, finish. No, finish, just finish. With, with what the Nazis did. Like, I mean, that was, it, it was just inhumane, like, weird, like, gassing people, pulling their gold teeth out, and just ridiculous shit. Just yeah. almost for their personal amusement. Yeah. Like that that was on some level just inhumane treatment under under any purpose. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you are on the bench with Bubba at Pink Home of Sports Music and Mayhem. Alrighty. Make sure you guys catch us on YouTube. Like and subscribe. It really helps us out. Uh growing the algorithm there. Um, of course we are also on all other podcast streaming platforms. Uh when we come back, we are going to tackle our uh, black history topic of the day, uh, which is revolves around uh, America getting rich off of black labor. Um, here goes. Let's go with uh, let's go with Kim right here, man. Old All friend right. of the show, man. We'll be right back. <laughs> <clears throat> No stress, no stress, no stress. Kim, no stress. Why they keep on stressing me? Yeah. Yeah. Praying, I've been praying, I've been praying. Praying for my soul, so I don't know how to live with everything. I've been saying, I've been saying, I've been saying. Saying to myself, what's the deal? What be fake and what be real? Praying, I've been praying, I've been praying, praying for my soul. So I don't know how to live with everything. I've been saying, I've been saying, I've been saying, saying to myself, what's the deal? What be fake and what be real? Don't worry about the things that you can't control, Kim. Why you hold so tight and you can't let go? Yeah. You should know I've been seeking forever, but it seems forever. I've been running from demons, but I stay on my cheek. Lose my head sometimes, but I'm grounded, so I stay on my feet. It's a struggle, finding out who's fake from those who love you. We are not the same. I've been loyal to the soil, to the underworld. Maybe not to my first girl. Now I'm met with trauma, that's just karma. I'm like, what you trying to feel? What the deal? What you came for? Who you trying to kill? Let me live, who be faithful? I'm just trying to feel all the love, not the hate. So Leave me to myself and let me pray. Let me pray. Praying, I've been praying, I've been praying. Praying for my soul. So I don't know how to live with everything. I've been saying, I've been saying, I've been saying. Saying to myself, what's the deal? What be fake and what be real? Praying, I've been praying, I've been praying. Praying for my soul. So I don't know how to live with everything. I've been saying, I've been saying, I've been saying. Saying to myself. What's the deal? What be fake and what be real?
Yesterday, my auntie tried to kill herself. I'm writing this, but reflecting on it, make my arm freeze. I went to see her in that psych ward, I ain't psyched for it. Don't wanna see you in a coffin. Wake a nigga like it's coffee. Make a nigga wanna. Nah, chill, Kim. That's a Gemini's heart. You be seeing everything double. The two face, screw face. Niggas trying to stick to you like screw tapes. What to do when they come for you? I can only find comfort in my mind. Asking the Lord this time. What you trying to feel? What the deal? What you came for? Who you trying to kill? Let me live. Who be faithful? I'm just trying to feel all the love, not the hate. So leave me to myself and let me pray. Let me pray. Praying, I've been praying, I've been praying. For my soul, so I don't know how to live with everything I've been saying, I've been saying, I've been saying, saying to myself, what's the deal? What be faking? What be real? Praying, I've been praying, I've been praying, praying for my soul, so I don't know how to live with everything I've been saying, I've been saying, I've been saying. Myself, what's the deal? What be faking? Never meant to let you down, Kim. Sorry, I ain't been around, Kim. I don't hear no protest, they don't even make no sign. That's when they smile in my face. All the time, they wanna take my place. All the time, I keep it real with you, like that line named Drake's. I'ma be a fucking dog to them. I'ma count them as a loss in it. I won't speak a word. See me place you in the gutter veil, not a consonant. I think it's time to cut them off. For you, I vow to always speak the truth. And play real, so you always know how I feel. Praying, I've been praying, I've been praying. Praying for my soul, so I don't know how to live with everything. I've been saying, I've been saying, I've been saying. Saying to myself, what's the deal? What be faking, what be real? Praying, I've been praying, I've been praying. Praying for my soul, so I don't know how to live with everything. I've been saying, I've been saying. You are back on the bench with Bubba and Pink. Kim, a former guest of the show. I always enjoyed that song. Uh, Bubba, you've got a caller calling in here, and we're going to talk about the uh, the role of slave labor in the growth of this country uh, from an economic standpoint. Yes. Uh, we have to see if he's going to get on the horn here. He's, 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 I sent him a text, didn't get a reply. He's one of those guys who's been asking to get on the show. So, I mean, he's, he's going to miss his opportunity here, man. Well, if he's eating some good ass, he probably won't be disappointed. <laughs> maybe he took your place. Maybe, maybe he found that older lady there. Hey. Hold on. Let's see. Let's see if this is the voicemail or not. Yes, yeah, the voicemail. Oh, very Perk, you let me down, Perk. <laughs> no, so so let's let's let me play let me play the clip here. Uh to show you what what where where we uh this conversation kind of derived from. Um we got into the habit of downplaying our relatives by saying, Hey, don't take him, he's stupid. Mm. Don't take him, he's a nobody. Let him stay here with me on the bottom. Mm. Don't take him off. Hold on, that's not that's not the right that's not the right one. <laughs> okay, here it goes. Black folk weren't poor people when they were slaves. They didn't they didn't they weren't they weren't holding the assets, but they had Here goes Perk calling. We can't get anything going. <laughs> Perk. Stay wrong. I'm trying, I was trying to play the clip because you didn't answer the phone. Then you called me back. Interrupting the clip. Interrupting the clip. So maybe you could let us know. Uh, Perk, I've been calling you a hood philosopher, Perk. All right. 
So maybe you can let us know, like we're saying, we're talking about how America benefited off of uh, slave labor and off of the, you know, uh, black labor, things of that nature. So that was what the clip was about. Uh, just uh, give us your take. Give us your take on it and, and what's, your, what's your thought of it, because you the one sent me the clip on, on IG. Right. Well, but you got to think, the founding fathers was all free nation. The founding fathers were what now? Right. Well, was free nation. Free masons, okay. You know, you got George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, uh, what nine. <clears throat> so... When they came here, they was all under a brotherhood. And the information that they got off from the, the, the ancient Egypt, uh, a Kemet. So it, it was, it was, it's basically about the knowledge of building. Egypt was so successful because they had Everyone under one philosophy. Mm-hmm. So to this day, we call it religion, but it was all focused on a higher learning of about God in Egypt, right? So in Egypt, the oldest monuments in the world and the oldest information all come from Egypt. You can't hop skip over nothing else and. Even the whole concept of religion came out of that too. Okay. Yeah, uh, uh, going back to that, that's not another rabbit hole. But Egypt was under two rules by one man at one time. So when the uh, uh, um, archaeologists or people who studied that back then. They was trying to find out how can they control the whole group of people with just one person. Mm. So you control the image of God. Once you control the image of God, you control the people. That's why I hate religion right? so much. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, you know, a lot of people don't want to talk about that. But <clears throat> So once you control the image of God and you control God, you control the people. And they got baby laws and principles, right? <laughs> it was in a book. And this was strategically planned to rule over a person. Mm-hmm. But they, these kind of fathers, want to start a new world. This is why you got New York, New Hampshire. Uh, 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 New Mexico, all of it's new. New Jersey. Yeah. New Jersey. You know, all these are cities that's in, 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 in Europe. Okay. So when they came here, just like how they built the pyramids over there, it had to be built over here. You know, a lot of people want to tell you that the Hebrew Israelites built it, but that's a damn lie. A now damn pyramid in Israel. So I don't want to hear none of that shit there. <laughs> when they came here, they got 
the builders, which was the black people, mm-hmm. Egypt is in Africa, they understand this knowledge of building, of working, kind of given because they ain't given no dates, but when they came here, man of the Washington, D.C., guess who designed the blueprint for Washington? Okay. A man by the name of Benjamin Banneker. But Benjamin Banneker will also be known as Prince Hall, who started the Prince Hall Masonry, the Prince Hall Line. Okay. Now hold but, on, let me let me let me make sure I'm I'm with you to this point now. Let me make sure I'm with you. So you're saying that they got the ideology from from Egypt. Um and what they did was what they did was they, they took the idea of they can control the masses through religion, right? So right. when they went and grabbed slaves from uh from you know Africa and, and from the whatever you say in the uh in some parts of Egypt as well, they bought them over here. Right. And they used religion uh, to 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 control them and got them to build right. to build. And you saying they built D.C. and they built uh, uh, you, you said some sort of uh, pyramids in the light and likeness of what's over there in Egypt. That's where I'm at right now. What, or is that not right? Right. Guess what the first ship was called. That first landed here with the slaves on it. What was it called? The ship Jesus. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. This is the first ship season. Look it up. Fact check it. The first ship landed was Jesus, mm. and the first two slaves that they had was Adam and Eve. Documented, right? So, <clears throat> so now, you know, all this is is, and I don't want to take nothing from it, but the Bible is is really is is parables, is brutal. And it's also astrology. It's for astro- that astrology. And, astrology and what else? Astrology, ritual, laws and principles mm. that all came, rituals as well, that all came from the ideology of Egypt. So okay. it's twisted. It's twisted in a negative way because of uh, uh, the greed that <laughs> the Europeans had. So when they came here, built this up, it was never meant for the blacks to even be labeled as humans. Right. So it was all about the greed at first. Okay. And then, so I guess what I want to ask is how, how, like, how beneficial was that to, like, is that, like, do they owe everything that, 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 that they have to that, um, to that process there, to that, you know, free black labor, free slave labor? Shit. I mean, one thing about it, bro, you, you cannot get you can't you can't get past the white man, mm-hmm. right? So, okay, you got industry, right? Anything shifts that come in and out of this country, white man's institution. 
religion, white man's institution. Currency, white man's institution. Military, white man's institution. If you got something, if you a country and you got something, how you gonna protect it? Through military. Yeah, some sort of army, right. But it's also a military science, right? <clears throat> that you control the people, get on the bullshit, and they go exchange that with currency, right? Mm-hmm. So they could give you, for example, Right now, gold. You know, basically, you get currency for a piece of rock. This nation is not rich as Africa. This nation is got money stacked to the ceiling, but natural resources at an old time low. Natural resources at so all time. So basically, for our people, for our people to to, to liberate themselves. And Marcus Garvey then had this plan, bro. In order for black people to to, to liberate themselves in this country, we're going to have to go back to the motherland. We're going to have to separate. That's basically what it boils down to. This is what, this is what Marcus Garvey was, was, was preaching back in the 70s. Right. He got the blueprint. If we go back and listen to everything Marcus Garvey ever taught, bro, that is the blueprint for right now. Mm. Get our shit together, take our asses back over there to Africa, take over the natural resources, and we can have the gold, we can have the diamond, we can have the ore. But you got an Arab on every corner. How can a nigga liberate himself? It's an Arab on every corner. <laughs> you got the Chinese man on every corner. You got the liquor store on every corner. Mm-hmm. All right, we go get on the church. We go get on the church. <laughs> you got a church on every corner. <laughs> right? And people don't want to talk about this. You got the church pillaging off the black community. You got you got them Reverend Reverend Porkchop driving the goddamn twenty twenty two Cadillac and across the street you got grandma getting put out. <laughs> so it's uh, it's something fucked up in there, bro. It, 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 when you go to the hood, you got a church on every corner. Yeah. Pillaging. Pillaging. But a lot of that is going to... You go... You got to... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, that's 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 another that's another rabbit hole, right? Because that's that's a lot of... It's, it's, it's a lot that goes into that as far as, you know, what can, what can be done because it's a lot that the black community is not doing to help itself either, right? So it's like it's a, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, we fighting from behind. We fighting from 30 points behind in the game, right? But... 
it don't it don't help that we keep turning the ball over too. You know what I'm saying? Like we, you know what I mean? So it's like it's it's a double edged it's a double edged sword. Yeah. So that's a that's definitely a rabbit hole. But but per, we gotta we gotta keep it moving. But we definitely appreciate your call. We gotta get you back in to go on a deeper dive. You know what I mean? In, in, in this stuff. But my biggest my biggest takeaway from this, first of all, is is definitely the Marcus Garvey quote. You know what I mean? Um, especially with it being Black History Month, that is a individual that is not uh, highlighted enough and talked about enough. I mean, we go in schools, we go through the MLK and the and the um, and uh, the Malcolm X's. You know, all of those great men as well. But Marcus Garvey, I mean, damn, yeah. I mean, I rarely hear his name. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I ever heard it in school, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was it was until when I was in college and I actually started reading beyond assigned stuff yeah that i even heard the name exactly exactly so uh, uh if anything definitely appreciate the call but, but highlighting marcus garvey that's for sure um and, and definitely some oh, yeah, of your, yeah, definitely some it. of your uh your earlier points too so appreciate your perk we're gonna catch you next time on the bench all right all right all right bye-bye appreciate you having me bro i'm kind of in and out all right man it's Thank all good we gotta do this again, bro. That's right. That's right. I know you got some some funny uh uh, uh jail stories too. <laughs> As you be telling oh, me about, it. we gotta get that <laughs> on, man. We want some of that, man. We all about mayhem and crazy stories, man. So we go. We definitely gonna circle back around. All right. Oh, definitely. Much love, bro. All right, now. Take it easy. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You are still on the bench with Bubba and Pink Homer Sports Music and Mayhem. <coughs> Now it, it, you know uh, that that was a a, a really um, insightful segment there. Instead of a story that I, I already told you a mini story, I enjoyed the mini story. <laughs> I wish it had a better ending, but <laughs> it, it was good, man. That was a, that was the ending that was supposed to end. <laughs> no, I have a Bubba's rant today. A Bubba's rant. Yeah, it's not yeah. often we have these. You're relatively even killed. Yeah, man. <laughs> The issue is at hand, all right? I am a diehard Philadelphia 76ers fan. Please, not Ben Simmons again. That's my most favorite team. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite team in the whole wide world. I've been there. I won uh, the Junior Magic Championship in the fifth grade. and um, Was it your only title? As, uh, no, I've won some uh, some men's league championships. Really? Yeah, yeah, one okay. to be exact. One. <laughs> so I won men's league championship and one junior magic championship. Wow. And um <laughs> part of our, I guess you could say, reward <laughs> reward was we got tickets. Not only did we get tickets to the magic game, but they um they highlighted us during the halftime show. We got to go on the court and meet some of the players. But uh they played the Philadelphia seventy sixers that night. Nice. Just oddly enough, and it was I was so hyped about it because Allen Iverson is my favorite player of all time, um, and then Will Chamberlain second. So I got to meet Allen Iverson was actually the only 76er player to stay and watch what was going on. And really, yeah, it was it was kind of odd. Oh, that's good. But it was, it was that's really awesome that the best player from another team just sticks around because you know everyone else is going to the locker room. Yeah, uh, during halftime and he just to watch didn't care the what ceremony. They had to say back there anyway. <laughs> I'm just gonna play. Just her. give me the ball. I'm just gonna do what I do. Just give me the ball. Get the fuck out of my way. But I, I, you know, I said it all to say is that we've had several, um, you know, Ben Simmons topics, and it's it's hard for me to articulate 
the things that are going on because I'm so overran with emotions. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and so, you know, so Ben Simmons has come out. Ramon, Ramon Shelburne, um, who is a NBA sideline reporter or whatever you want to give her title. And um, she has spoken with Ben Simmons' team and Ben Simmons, if you will. So a lot of his new uh, sentiments have come out and, and, and things like that. So I, I want to be sensible here and, and just talk through and what's going on, right? The new reports, that's what's going on. All yes. right? So let's see if I can get through and articulate everything in my point and my viewpoints. Hopefully. All right. So, all right. So Ben comes out. He's, he's not directly talking to the media or anyone. Right. So he talks through the media and through his agency. All right. So Ramona comes in her in her in her piece and he says that Ben is really um, upset with Joel Embiid because he um, this is all new now, because when Joel played poorly in the Toronto Raptor series, Ben Ben saying I didn't say anything. You know what I mean? I you know I I supported him. This is the, with the Kawhi shot. We're talking about that the Kawhi series. shot series. Um, it, it, you know if you remember, uh, Joel did have one really poor game, um, where he scored like two points or something. It was something crazy. He was like you know whatever, uh, uh, one for fifteen or something. Um, didn't get to the foul line. Um, I think the two points were from the foul line. If if you know whatever and um. Um, but you know, he had some okay games in between there. All right. Um, and then he was saying how, but Joel came out when I had a poor performance against the Hawks and talked bad on me. And I just, I really didn't like that. Well, well for that one point there, I would like to say that, well, in the one game, Joel played bad. I mean, well, you only scored five points. I mean, so what? You know what you scored? You went, you went back in the archives and <laughs> dug up the box. Right? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, like. You know, I mean, it would be nice if you would pick a game where you scored like 28 or something or had, you know, 15 rebounds or something. But you had five points and seven rebounds. I mean, I mean, you know, was it better than Joel's performance? Yes. But is, you know, I mean, what are we doing here? All right. So it wasn't on good footing to be critical of others. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and, and, and Kawhi really had his time with you then, you know, the entire series. But whatever. OK, so you're mad with Joel at that. That's not even the craziest thing. The craziest thing to me is when he says Doc Rivers, he says, and this is his exact words in this piece. He's saying that I acknowledge that Doc Rivers texted me and called me multiple times during the offseason, and I did not return his calls or texts. I acknowledge that. Okay. But I expected him to come to where I was practicing at he knew because he knows that I trained with Maxie in the off seasons because him and Maxie are with the same agency. Right. And um, so he said, I still expected him to come out and talk to me. Right. Man, you didn't, you're not responding to any text or calls. Why would this man travel across the seas to come, to, to come, you know, talk to you? You're not even responding to his texts or calls. You, you people, can't, people, you can't be a bigger bitch. You know, you're, you're worried about stuff that happened three or four years ago. Oh man, yeah. That's, you're worried that's about like, again. You're not returning calls. You're not returning text. This is nonsense. It's 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 one thousand percent. It's one thousand percent nonsense. Either you want to be a player in this league and play up to your potential, or you don't. That's really what. And it comes his down behavior to. suggests that he doesn't. He's lost. Um, he's lost. 
19 million dollars in fines so far um there was an inaccurate report and more important than that he's lost my respect yeah the last time we spoke i i there was an inaccurate report that i I said on here that his fines had stopped because he had started going to the therapist that's that's incorrect that was an incorrect report the report is the fines are continuing every game he's missing every practice he's missing they are accumulating their 19 million and counting that he's losing all right even though he's going to see a supposed therapist for his mental issues yeah um so and, 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 and yeah we know okay like you said you know we're losing respect for him things like that why even come out at this point philadelphia 76ers are playing well they're playing well without you you know uh just b- before tonight we were a half game back out of first place um which where we were at last year with you <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, without our max contract well, I mean, player. The other thing is, so why come out we, now? We we on this show when your guy called in, we discussed this exact same quotations. This yeah. was already out there. Like, no, no, not this. Yeah, it was. We literally because because he got thrown under. He perceived that he was thrown under the bus by Embiid and Doc. Rivers yeah, yeah. The closing game. Th- that's all he's rehashing. That's all he's rehashing. He's like, rehashing different accounts that he, that, that he felt. Just <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah. Go yeah, seriously. Away. Yeah. Just go away. If you're not going to play, go away. Yeah. If you're not going to play, go away, man. I mean, you're not even leveraging for a trade at this point. Well, th- well, that's the last point he made. Well, what is it? <laughs> Don't waste my time with I, nonsense. I know, right? The last point he's making in an article is that he he believes, well, he knows that Philadelphia is 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 not going to trade him in part of that, number one, that the big fish is James Harden. They want James Harden all season. And number two, he really doesn't believe the 76ers want to move him, you know, basically out of spite is what he's saying. They probably don't. So what, what, that's not that doesn't answer what my thing is. Yeah. If you're Ben Simmons and you want to play basketball and be the best version of yourself, you would be telling them, I want to go here. Yeah. And I'm going to be the biggest jackass you ever met until you send me there. Yeah. Or here's my three options. Until then, I'm going to burn your forest. That's not what he's doing. Yeah. This is the biggest bitch fest I've ever seen in it basketball. It really is. It really is. At this point. Just retire. It's, just, it's, just retire. It's, it's funny because... It's not funny. It's not. No, not that. The, the, pack, the fact of sports is something where... You know how the, the term that nothing is new under the sun? In sports... <laughs> It's, it's something new and crazy every year. It's something that we've never seen. I've never seen anything like this. And it's just the luck of the fucking draw that the 76 ers have to go Zero through two. this. But well, I've but never to, seen anything close to this. To their credit, though, they, they've they've pivoted. Like you said, they're, they're a game out of first place. Yeah. Nothing's great. You know, I mean, even if Ben Simmons came back healthy from – you know, and, and engage from game one. If you said what game fifty will be a game out of first place as a fan, you went, fine. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's cool. Let's see what happens. Let's see what you happens. You know, so he's meant nothing to the franchise. Yeah, and I've changed my position on this because I, I I enjoyed Ben. I thought he had talent, and uh, but at this point, the way he's talking and acting, it, it's just like go away. It really is, but this and this goes to my main, not not my main, but and it goes whatever. I've always said this since day one. I don't under, I, I just I don't understand how GMs 
don't see what the fuck I see in the other fans see. Like, I watch a game. For that Toronto series that he's talking about, I see a game where, and this is when everybody still loved Ben Simmons outside of me. I see a game where Joel Embiid is being doubled and triple teamed, and he has a point guard on the floor that no one is fucking guarding at the three-point line because there is no reason to guard him at the three-point line. And I don't understand why people didn't understand at that time what the fuck is Joel Embiid supposed to do getting double-team and triple-team? How can he score effectively um, when he's being double-teamed and triple-teamed every fucking time down the floor? For him to score 20 points is a fucking miracle. Like, like you have a player who is, and that's why he's like thriving even more so this year. His assist is sky high because when he's passing to a guy, the guy's actually shooting the ball. Like, that's not fucking rocket science. And I was trying to... <laughs> I was I <laughs> trying to say this for years and years and years. And all people kept saying was, oh, his defense, his defense. But motherfuckers are still scoring 30 and 40 points sometimes against them. Like, he's a good defender, but he's not a fucking max contract player. He's he's just, you know, he's a good defender. You know, he's a good defender. Okay, make $5 million a year. Make two layups a game and get the fuck out of my face. That's what, you know what I mean? And I don't understand how GMs don't see what I see. But, you know, shout out to the squad. They're doing their thing. My, my, Let's see where it goes. What, what I always look for in these situations is how can the lack of character be concealed? No, like, it hasn't been. That, this has been what, been but, since but, day one. LSU. But, but, but what I'm saying you remember is, he had a scandal-ish at LSU? Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying, like, that's my, like, is I feel the bigger indictment of the GM is, is not seeing that. Oh, not seeing that. And, and and you know, well, you see a six ten guy that can run a four five and that can jump. You know what I mean? That's what you see, right? But it's like it, that's not what wins. Like if you look at all the guys that have gotten up to like championship level players, they're all enormously committed to the craft. They're internal dogs. Oh yeah, like there is a defined prototype of the guy that elevates and becomes a star in the league and can carry a franchise. They're obsessive, competitive people. They actively work to improve deficiencies in their game. They value their body and stay in shape. It's classic, I think I can change a guy, like from a woman's perspective. Yeah. I, I, I see a guy that's over six foot. How many, how many championships do you win? <laughs> I see a guy that's over six foot, makes good money, has a nice smile, but he, he beats on his all his exes. He fucking steals from them and he drives their car while they're at work. But I believe I can change them. I believe I can change them. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. I can. And that's what it is. It's like, you know, and, 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 that's, and that's what it is. And that's why the draft is supposedly such a crapshoot because – you know, you're going. They're going for these athletic, overly athletic guys who has the size, who has the speed, the stature, yeah. and they're, they're kind of throwing the rest of the stuff in the trash can because yeah. once they get in our culture, they're going to do what we want them to well, do. Well, the, the other one, the other enormous miss right now that that is just becoming painfully obvious is John Moran over Zion. Yeah, I mean, you're you know John Morant is is terrific, but and he plays, and and he's he's driving that franchise forward, and he's one of the pleasant young stars of the league. And Zion is a fat guy on a couch who can't get <laughs> healthy and looks. Terrible. I think even I make that mistake. But though. but no, I, no I, but I I mean I never saw Zion as a long term NBA star. 
I figure this guy, at best case scenario, has a two to three year run of really spectacular play. Oh, wow. That's nothing. Exactly. <laughs> and, and he had less than that. Yeah, I mean, way less than yeah. that. Yeah. And, and I said best case scenario where, where he's, you know, this sort of oversized athletic marvel that, that you know, just is a, a walking mismatch. But because he's oversized, you knew the health things were going to come. You knew he wouldn't be. When you're 290 at, at, at 18, you're not going to be able to manage your body. It ain't That's, happening. Yeah, they had to move this guy out of New Orleans to a uh, de- whatever desolate location, whatever that word is, just because he he eats too much, he eats too many bad things in New Orleans. Yeah, they had to move him to like Idaho or something to complete his training. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, <laughs> but uh, to complete his training, um, it's because it's it's too many bad things to eat in New Orleans. Yeah. That is out fucking rageous. Yeah, I mean it's 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 also reminiscent of like Greg Oden and KD. Well, that's well, Greg Oden. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but was he injured at much in college? No, no. But what he had is he had different leg lengths. Oh yeah, which contributed was to contributed. a lot of inju- injuries. And he did look and walk around like an old man when he was yeah. in the draft process. I remember Bill Simmons wrote a great piece about it. Yeah, and he said, you know, when you, when you watch, like you watch Greg Oden walk down a hallway to to you know into the gym, he looks like an old man. <laughs> he lumbers. You watch KD, and he's you know six eleven or whatever he is. Yeah, and he looks like he's a six two guy. He bounces. That's a fireball offense, anyhow. Because yeah, KD is a six eleven, six ten, six eleven guy who can dribble, shoot, pass, yeah. and you know that's just that was a fuck up in the very beginning. Yeah. I mean, so what the guy? <laughs> I, I I said this a thousand times. I love the MJ quote. You need a center. Draft MJ and put him at center. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite quote. No, that's not top five of all time. Like is, you know what I mean? Like yeah, and I, I love that. It just gives a shit need, about you. You need players. You need like, a great like, players. That's man. you know. I mean, honestly, that's what the Warriors did. Yeah. I mean, their death lineup was no true center. It was just five guys that could play basketball. Yeah. Try to beat us. <laughs> you know that that's what it is. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, people make it too complicated sometimes. I think so. That's when, what it you is, know, When you get that. But, you know, you, you have to have threshold physical abilities, uh, but the, the, the mentality and the drive is what makes people great. Yeah. Because you're never great without that. No, man. A lot of guys have had amazing physical tools but fallen well short of greatness. Yeah. And I, that's also like the like – the, the, get a little bit into it. The generational arguments – like, oh, you know, whatever, Larry Bird against the you know, modern game and, and this and that. Those dudes were elite on the mental side. Yeah. And they would have, if they had different training methods, they just would have been that much that better. That much better, yeah. You know, go Bill Russell. I mean, yeah. an elite mentality. Yeah. You don't win like he won under any circumstance without an elite mentality and, and drive. Yeah. You know, and that's what makes these guys, you know, your all-time greats. Yeah. And then you get Ben Simmons worried about quotes from three years ago. <laughs> yeah, he's like that stupid bitch that, like, you know, digs up a Facebook post from four years ago. And, you said this, and you like this picture of this oh, other chick. Oh, that is the fucking worst. Like, what were you thinking? You cheated on me. You betrayed me. Oh, man, that's the worst, man. Yeah. I was fucking sitting on a toilet and saw a picture. <laughs> I liked it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Ben the bitch. That's it. That's his new nickname, man. Yeah. And uh, 
Anything else going on before we get off here, man? Uh, we saw the, the Tom Brady retire. I was sad about Damn, that. Damn. We didn't, yeah, we didn't even cover the Tom. <laughs> no, I, I, it just, hey, it's absolutely his right to pick his choice and retire when he wants to. But, like, I can't tell you I'm not disappointed. I mean, I, I just like watching him play. Yeah. And I, I guess the one thing that I would say, I think down the road, these two years in Tampa and the title are going to be <clears throat> as significant as any piece to the Brady, Brady legacy. For all he accomplished with the Patriots, it, it was in the combined shadow of Bill Belichick. And it was the Patriot way and all this stuff. When Tom goes to Tampa, and he wins on his terms. And, and over the last two years, I think we saw more of Tom Brady, the person, than we did in the preceding 20. And that is what I enjoy. Like, this guy, he was having fun. He was opening up and being himself. He wasn't burdened or encumbered by, you know, the Patriot way or expectations there. You know, it, it was that combination of still performing at an elite level and... and somehow being self-effacing at the same time. And, and he bound together a team, you know, that that was, like, developed on the fly last year. I mean, they were bringing in A.B., Leonard Fournette. Yeah, like, but it was still elite season, talent, though. It was, but, but, like, the way they played down the stretch, they enjoyed being around each other. That team yeah, they had did. a vibe. And teams that have a vibe win. That's they usually do well. They do well. Why do you think um, the, the Bengals are where they are? I know why they're there, why they were there. Why, why? Huh? Why? Because Joe Burrow's on a rookie contract. <laughs> no, 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 but they're also enjoying playing together. They're enjoying playing they're, together, they're, but they're, they're I, having, I, they're this, having a belief right now. I'm going to die on this fucking train alone, man. I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm with you. I yeah, don't like I, trains, so could it be a plane? <laughs> I'm going to die on this plane. Maybe, maybe a, I don't want to die on a plane. Maybe, I'm already maybe, scared to death. Maybe a fast car with Tracy Chapman. <laughs> or with Henry Ruggs. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's a bad joke. All right, but no, but but I, I hate that that you know now all of a sudden Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the league, and this is not it's it's I don't understand why it's not fucking rocket science. He's good, people. He's he is good. he is a good quarterback. It's a there's ten of them, fifteen of them now. No, there's not. really good quarterbacks. What when you are uh, he's a he's borderline. He's he's yeah, you're right. He's an elite quarterback. There's maybe five of those in the league. He's an elite quarterback, five or six, seven. And but <sighs> when you're on that rookie contract, man. Oh yeah, we, yeah, we talked about this. Call me when Joe Burrow has a year removed from his huge payday. Call me then, man, because that's when it's going to show me is he one of the best. Because there's. That means he is yeah. the best. Well, there hasn't I mean, been a quarterback to do it. Tom Brady is the only one. No, Tom Brady hasn't well, won never, off never, of his never big was day. Paid, paid, but he, one honest. time he was, and yeah, guess yeah. what? He yeah. didn't win for like three, four years. Right, right, right. You know, they had a seven that seven year stretch they had where he didn't make the Super Bowl. Guess what, guys? He was one. Of, he was the highest paid quarterback in the league for three of those years. All right, then he said, oh, "Well, shit, this is not going to work." Let me go back to being the 16th, 17th highest paid quarterback in the league like he was last year, was able to load up. Mahomes, Mahomes, like that defense, if Mahomes had Brady's defense from last year, they they not only are they in the Super Bowl this year, they win in the Super Bowl. But Joe Burrow didn't play some fucking magnificent, 
you know, throwback 1988 Dan Marino game. He did not. He threw interceptions at the end as well, just like Mahomes. But if they have that Tampa Bay defense from last year, Mahomes, they're they're winning the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. That defense is the worst fucking defense <laughs> in the league this year. <laughs> All right, all right, and the, the their best defensive player, uh, you know, the Honey Badger in the secondary, he was hurt. He wasn't even supposed to play that game, but he played. He was fucking useless. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like it's like you know, don't, you know, don't give me that. Joe Burrow is a really good quarterback, but I need to wait until he gets us a payday. Well, I mean, the reality is, it's it that that never helps. And in, in, in the the NFL salary cap is is a disaster for building and sustaining high level football. Now maybe Joe takes that and says, because they do say he's the new Tom Brady as far as the way he plays play style. What if he takes that and says, okay, I, I'm going to take less money? He should. Maybe he does. He should. Yeah. Because I think you can make the money up on the offside. Off you field. will make the money yeah. Yeah, but, for sure. But please not with the annoying State Farm commercials. <laughs> I've had it with those. All right, you out, guys. I've been on the bench with Bubba and Pink. Home of Sports Music and Mayhem. We're out. We're out. We'll catch you guys next week. All right.